In the realm of identity, the ship of Theseus is a thought experiment that raises the question of whether an object that has had all of its components replaced remain fundamentally the same object. The concept is one of the oldest in Western philosophy, having been discussed by the likes of Heraclitus and Plato around the 5th century BC. In the Mi prefecture in Japan, the Isijingu Grand Shrine is dismantled and rebuilt anew every 20 years. Record says that they have been doing this for the last 1300 years. Some believe that this tradition is over 2000 years old. The process of rebuilding the wooden structure every couple of decades has helped to preserve the original architect's design against the otherwise eroding effects of time. The structure is built in the same age-old technique. It's built only by the locals. They reuse all the components and the ones that have deteriorated over centuries are fixed or replaced. Over time, none of the components are the original ones. Now, is the structure 1300 years old or as the locals believe over 2000 years old or is it 20 years old? The same goes for the car that we use to commute, the house that we live in. Maybe we don't disassemble and rebuild the whole thing periodically, but we fix what is decayed and use it for a longer duration. Then what about us human beings? Every seven years, almost our entire body, cell by cell, is new. Are we then what our age says we are or are we seven years old? What about our thoughts? Our thoughts evolve as well, don't they? Also, we are a progeny of somebody else. So are we as old as we think we are? Or are we as old as the entire human race or perhaps the universe? Welcome to 13. 13 is a podcast about being and creating. In this podcast, we acknowledge the mundane and celebrate the everyday. Here, we interact, read, and share our experiences with an intent to be and to create. Your hosts for today are Prasanna and myself, Shantesh. Let's get started. Just about a few days ago, I was reading this book called The Tao of Physics by a Viennese physicist named Fitzroff Capra. And... What provoked me in that book, Prasanna, was that the author tries to link the modern physics, compares it with Newtonian physics and at atomic physics and quantum physics and brings Eastern mysticism and then puts it in parallel with Hindu philosophies, Buddhism, uh, 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 Shintoism, Zen culture, Taoism and what Confucius said. And so he tries to draw a parallel. And it's quite interesting to then see that at each level uh, from Newtonian physics, which is the physical world that we experience, if we scale up at the universal scale, the entire way the physics functions is completely different when the gravitational force increases beyond a certain uh, certain amount. Time also acts as a dimension, which we in the three-dimensional world aren't able to perceive. But if we scale down and go to the atomic level and then subatomic level, the entire physics seems to work quite differently. And when you look at uh, 
the idea of quantum physics with Eastern mysticism and what uh, even, for instance, Hindu philosophy has said about uh, understanding atom instead of understanding it in structure, you have to understand it in its experience. And he tries to draw those parallels. But what was striking to me is that like energy, particles can neither be created nor be destroyed. And they just come and go. They come and go. And if they are not created, not destroyed, and if Big Bang theory is to be believed, where recently it's also been proven that everything emerged out of that and the entire universe, even today, is expanding. So if if that has to be believed, then we as a race, as an entire race, as races of different animals and species and living things on this planet as the entire solar system come from that one bang and then are we one in the sense that if matter can neither be created nor be destroyed and we are just at atomic level just transforming from one thing to another and for a brief period achieve this sense of consciousness but then are we one as part of this universe and 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 as an entire race you and i are the same or are we two different individuals and in kind of the realization of the first that there is a possibility that you and i are the same we all are the same there is a sense of union there is a sense of oneness and from that context that premise that sense of belongingness sense of oneness uh, I'm just trying to raise this conversation so that we look where this conversation yeah. goes. Shantish, so when we talk about the ship of Theseus uh, and what you said about uh, the organs and the cells and the molecular level changes which happen within our bodies and um, it actually gets replaced within seven years. If we look at the current situation also, our current bodies are already colonies of many millions of uh, microorganisms and when i am saying i am i including those microorganisms within myself or not and if i say i including those colonies and those microorganisms will not be there tomorrow then my yesterday's i and my tomorrow's i are they same or not as you said maybe it's the same or maybe it's a continuous evolution which happens and com- continuous uh, changes which happens. Now, connecting it with uh, what you mentioned about uh, the parallels between uh, the various uh, scriptures and the knowledge, I don't see any problem there. And there is a huge possibility that the same kind of studies were done in the past and there is a connection. Uh, the only challenge is when it comes to validation, it is absolutely no problem. It gets complete credit for the points it matches with latest technology as well as the new science whatever it is the only uh, catch is when it comes to progression if we want to progress then we have to look at the new science simply because science acknowledges the mistakes which it does and then maybe accepts it and then changes it whereas when it comes to any of these 
texts or spiritual documents or uh, books there is very little scope to improve those because those are done and dusted kind of and no one is going to change those so that's the only catch otherwise i don't see any problem in that so no harm in acknowledging that uh, just to just to mm-hmm. hold on that point uh, yes spiritual texts when it comes to mythology and things like that are never changed uh, but if you see mm-hmm. uh, what the monks teach they are in a way actually there is nothing and when you get it you get it it's learnt experientially so and and each person's each human being's experience is different and therefore each human being alters and modifies that within their own realm but under this larger gamut for example what buddha said and his followers and monks uh, created these different uh, uh, sort of understandings of that and they reinterpreted and that's why there is mahayana and uh, hinayana i suppose two major streams of buddhism essentially within them again there are these sub parts but overall there is one uh, buddha to whom or whose ideology is kind of followed now keep aside the religious texts the mythology which are not questioned not changed but as one interprets them there is that scope for constant evolution i still feel of course uh, i have to clarify where i am coming from because science looks at things experimentally in the physical realm and in physical realm you constantly keep changing i am not talking about this in the sense of philosophical realm also because in philosophy everything is conceptual so it's just a theory it's it's just a thought but nothing can be connected with real world i'm talking in terms of experientially so keep mythological texts or the texts on one side keep science on one side and just human experience and from that experience i'm trying to connect uh, the when i said eastern mysticism i don't mean to then refer to texts which are concretized but rather experientially where the idea that life is a cycle and that you keep on evolving and your life as you perceive is not just it but you are actually one with the universe and from that uh, whether it's right or wrong is not also the point of this discussion but if we find some value in that thought and if it if that thought brings a sense of oneness not from a moral standpoint but from what is really required uh, a sense of union a sense of belongingness with human kind with nature then what yeah. i'm just trying to yeah, bring no, that i completely get that i'm only giving a doubt or benefit or doubt for that part because there were several such mythologies texts and documents and experiences recorded there is a possibility that some of them of the new latest science uh, scientific developments can be coincidentally also matching with those and we may cherry pick only those things which are matching today whereas there are other things which we may not choose but that as you rightly said it is not going to add too much of value what is more important is when you are talking about uh, whether we are all one coming from the big bang approach and uh, the biology of nature now when we look at the biology of nature i completely agree with you it comes from that oneness and the only distinguishing factor there is the psych- psychological and the mind aspect of it because when it comes with that mind aspect that's where uh, 
what most of our time in today's day goes like for example after this call you and i both will open our own schedules we'll look at how to make sure that we are productive throughout the day so all these things we will work hard we will make sure we work smart so all those things are there which might not be applicable to a plant or a tree or a animal because they may also come from the same cell or same kind of origin but then there is no mind concept the concepts which are coming from mind so mind itself is a concept and then there are infinite number of concepts which we have created from that mind including some of the ones which i just shared with you like schedule productivity achievement success failure all those concepts which are coming at the level of mind uh, because mind when you say uh, what is very interesting that is coming to my mind is this uh, phrase by rene descartes which where he says i think therefore i am and he kind of gives entire his existential credit to the mind by which he thinks and therefore he is is it possible that if we are a physical entity which have constantly evolved and we have existed before our birth and after our death also we continue to exist if we measure ourselves in the realm of the physical world then that could be true and how do we then distinguish that what i think is me because my thinking has constantly evolved as well and so what i used to think or i used to believe as a young kid i don't believe in that anymore so was that person different than this or i may not believe in something that i'm saying right now five years down the line and will i be the same then so if i am the same then i may not be my mind but i am not my physical matter as well because as a human consciousness i am kind of distinct so is it possible that instead of i think therefore i am i am therefore i think where i'm just trying to separate my mind and my body from the i that i identify with but at the same time bring that sense of oneness to the entire consciousness as well as uh, uh, the physicality or the physical world that we live in and why because like physical world consciousness also is actually impo- uh, our thoughts particularly rather than consciousness i should say are given to us by the culture by our upbringing so are they then my thoughts or they have come from somewhere else absolutely so i completely agree with you not just the thoughts are given right from our birth but before our birth some of the thoughts are already there which the, there is an existing world which is kind of um, heredited to us once we are born and when after that every time when we are seeing i i may call it with different names i may try to intellectually se- separate myself from my past but all that i'm speaking all that i'm saying all that i'm thinking i'm thinking is all coming from my past my thoughts are coming from my past and every time i even talk about the future let us say in future we will start looking at things in a different way or whatever even that future is coming from my past so all the 
language the concepts the framing of uh, concepts is all coming based on the past and that's where this distinguishing i from the rest or the ego as we call is uh, not possible yeah and i'm just trying to bring a distinction that i as we understand even in our conscious realm is not just our thoughts uh, because uh, as we born nobody teaches us to drink the milk from the mother we just know it intuitively nobody teaches us to safeguard ourselves or protect ourselves the instinct is there to protect yourself to sense a threat to sense danger nobody teaches us about certain aspects which are these kind of instincts uh, naturally ingrained into us and those are evolutionary those are part of let's say our software uh, we are programmed to think in that manner and it it happens across yes. all animal species so those are not thoughts those, those are naturally those are come instincts to us. which are coming from biology so yeah, that i agree that that also the psychological no, no part of it in that is also there the is only biology the, well there is no psychology there is only biology in that and those instincts are also the i but in this biology there is no physical thing and so it's not just your mind and that really boggles me but i'm kind of deviating from the subject the whole point here is to not remove the i from the biology the psychology the thought process the physicality of it but also to see how it is embedded into this and it weaves through everything and without those physical without our physicality without our thoughts without our instincts i does not exist yeah so shantesh when i am trying to talk or discuss about this i can understand i don't know at what level you are uh, having several questions in your mind but i definitely can see there are several branches which gets opened up and i really want to acknowledge that because from a audience point of view uh, it might look like that what topic are we talking and where are we going but that's the kind of natural process that's how we take the topics in our podcast that we don't have a uh, script in place to follow and that's why um, neither, <laughs> neither an agenda. agenda so definitely we have to go into different places at times and we ourselves are exploring new things when we are discussing so what is coming to my mind and a very interesting thing because when i saw this movie ship of theseus that time i had this idea that if every several years a, a part gets changed like a liver a kidney or lung all the organs and the cells then if the whole human being is new then how does aging happen and where is that intelligence getting stored the con- intelligence of aging and it's not like only a fake mm. kind of a mental thing that if you ask a 80 year old to run in a olympic race that person will not be able to run let's not just simply put it by saying no it's his mental block he thinks that he is 80 that's why he's not running we can't say that of course there might be some elements 
to a degree yes no, to a to a degree you can overcome definitely because many a times even in 40s i see people uh, now we are old man what to do <laughs> so i see those <laughs> those kind of uh, people also we have near by us so uh, that i completely agree so even a 80 year person i have seen people who Uh, manage their own flight for example they carry their bag they put their luggage so they are doing that but what i'm saying is we cannot expect them to run like yeah. a 20 year old uh, like, like their, their own, own 20 year old, year old exactly which means that there is some aging and some recording of that aging happening and on a physical level things are getting replaced so th- these are the areas which i think we are definitely not experts but we are definitely curious to know about these things to learn about these things and let's be open yeah. uh, as we always do to keep the topics open and not to conclude anything is what i would say Absolutely. but very interesting uh, both in terms from the physical aspects of it and the biology how it goes ahead hmm just as a completing remark uh, anything that you would like to add prasanna no i i honestly think that these are the topics which we should keep on taking and i would also love if our audience uh, share their views their experiences their learnings and um, many a times uh, these are confronting kind of uh, conversations because when i start challenging mind when i start challenging the concept of i then uh, i start getting hit with the truth of the matter and when the truth of the matter is there as we discussed in our previous podcast also at times it is ugly compared to uh, what our upbringing has been what our teachings throughout our schooling and our society has been so suddenly everything looks very fake suddenly everything looks very uh, superficial mm. so the confronting that itself is also you know we courageous again courage becomes a <laughs> created concept but that's where it is hmm because for me also as a whole takeaway i started with the sense of oneness uh, that you know there's a realization that we have evolved and before and after our lives we will still continue to evolve and that brings a sense of oneness where i then see the fights that we do maybe on the street petty fights that we get into or at a country level we fight between different countries all seem pointless but on the other side we still like really get into it so much that we start identifying ourselves with in one of our earlier podcasts also i think we had discussed there where does this boundary of i stop because we won we say when we play the when the team for a country wins a particular sport or a game whereas i myself am not even an expert in that particular game and i still become part of that i have not even contributed an iota to that game or to the players even in just boosting their morale but i still include myself into that my country my city my language my religion we kind of start blurring the boundary of what i constitutes of this is my body from there to my country or wherever it takes and that blurring if we just realize and become present to it and look at it as my planet my human human race or my humanity my nature then will that cause a difference i think we should ponder upon that thought 
because that is more empowering and of course the thought that becomes confronting just to discover ourselves not out of curiosity but from the sense of understanding life if we want to dig deeper then there are of course endless set of sets of questions that we can ponder upon i think with that we should complete our today's podcast thank you thank you for listening for more such podcasts and daily writings subscribe us on creating13.com that is creating13.com we request you to share this podcast with your friends and family and anyone who may be interested in such topics your sharing will only help us to reach out to people and to serve our cause you can follow us on facebook instagram or twitter we've put the links in the description you can also listen to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform now we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and we wish to have you with us again next week for listening a new episode until then take care